This podcast replay is brought to you by KSDT CPA, one of South Florida's largest and one of the country's fastest growing accounting firms. KSDT CPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit them at KSDTCPA.com or call 305-670-3370. It was a congestive heart failure, by the way, uh, for uh, Dave. So, unfortunately, from De La Soul. Cam you and De La just Soul? dropped. Oh, he's coming back. Cam just dropped? Okay. All right. Let's see. Do we got him now? There he is. Oh, what's up, man? There How you feeling? Good, man. Good. Uh, sadly, we lost Dave from De La Soul, man. 54. Damn. Um, that may be one that went over my head. I am not familiar. You're not a De La Soul guy? No, man. Is, is that a musician? I, I really don't want to sound stupid here, so I'm just going to let you tell me who he is. Rap? Is that somebody? Is that somebody I should know? Is that somebody I should know? Really? Wow! I am super. I'm super shocked that you don't know the rap band or group De La Soul. No, I do not. I do not. Rest in peace to to him. But yeah, I'm not familiar. No, you have to be, bro. No, I mean no. maybe I've heard a song or two. No, no, you've heard familiar. you've heard several. Yeah. There's Got no it. freaking way. I may There's I may no just not way. know the group. I just may not know the group's name off off firsthand. But yeah. maybe I've heard some of their songs. Yeah, no, no, yeah. You gotta know De La Soul, bro. Everybody knows De La Soul. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, when you get off this interview, get on your iTunes, put okay. De La Soul, right. and and hit a couple songs. You're gonna go, oh, okay. I don't want to do it here that, now because I'm sure I probably heard the songs. Guarantee. When you mentioned the name De La Soul, it didn't click for me. And so yeah. maybe I'm just, maybe this is my post-Super Bowl brain, and I'm just not not there. <laughs> but I was like, I could tell by your reaction. You were just yeah, like, no. like yeah. shocked for like two or three seconds. I'm like, I probably yeah. should know this person. Yeah, this yes, group. yes, yes. <laughs> Legends. 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 People are saying Cam needs help. Big O was so shocked, <laughs> I thought his screen froze. Yeah, yeah, I, I need help regardless, but clearly I need it after, <laughs> after not not recognizing a name off rip. So yeah, I you I, remember, I have homework you remember now. No, somebody now, brought it. Now on no. my on my rest of my afternoon, it's a nice day out. I'm gonna drive with De La Soul playing in my uh in my me car. myself and I, me myself okay. and I. Yeah. You don't know that song, me myself and I. I, I don't know it off name. Wow. Like I said, you gotta realize a uh, one. One, I am I am 29 years old, so there are some things that I may have missed that I probably shouldn't have missed. Yeah, but you know LL Cool J, and you know Run yes. DMC, and you know yes, Snoop yes, I do know. I do these know guys these are people. these guys are in that plateau. They're right there, like you know, just maybe a, a, a slight notch under those legends there. But they so, are so, so dude, like so. Who's oh my god? Are there are, are were they always a group or were there any individuals? No, no, no. They've always, they've always been a group. Yeah. Okay. Always gotcha. Been a group. Gotcha. Yeah. Trust me. You, 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 when, when you listen to them, you're going to go, Oh shit. You're going to go, wow. It's good. It's going to become a band. Now you're going to, you're going to want to get into is what gotcha. it is. What it is. They're so good. Dude. That's what I said. I, I probably oh. heard them. Like I've listened to a lot of nineties. Um, like I'm guessing this is eighties, nineties rap. Eighties, nineties. Right? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, more 90s, 90s, 2000s rap for me. I probably missed the 80s, given I was born in 93. But um, I try to listen back to some older eras, but that one I probably heard, but it's not one I have in my music selection. I don't have any 
uh, De La Soul uh, saved on my phone. And so maybe I got to change that. Yeah, you you will now. You will now. And, and uh, Buddy is a great song. Okay. Tread yeah. Water is another great song. I mean, just uh, De La Soul is just... Oh my God! That, that, yeah. I'm telling you, dude. When you okay. when you start listening to it, you're gonna that's, go. That's, wow. that's okay. my homework assignment. I, I the season's over, and so I need things to do. And now I, my I, first homework assignment is uh, listening to De La Soul. I I think this is just going to be a slight refresher course for you because okay. you're gonna you're gonna listen to it, you're gonna go. Oh yeah, man! I've heard this one, and I've heard this one. Yeah, that's who they are. Okay, and then you're gonna go. All right, let me delve more into this catalog and start to find out a little bit more about De La Soul, and and then you'll, gotcha. you know, you'll you'll just damn, you'll go. What are, um, what what style? What style is it? Um, it's Diggable Planets. Um, oh God, do uh, you know Diggable Planets? No. I feel like I feel like you keep asking me people I know, and I'm gonna look worse and worse. Wow! And so, <laughs> wow. Oh, you're twenty. You're, you're twenty nine, and I'm fifty six. So yeah, but yeah. but 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 to be fair, this happens with my wife too because she has a more diverse music selection. She listens to a lot of country and and pop, and so and and, and oldies music, and so she likes to quiz me on people I know. And just like now, I often don't know these people. And so it's 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 probably more me and my narrow view of music and who I like and who I listen to um, more than just a, a condemnation on all 29, 30 year olds, because maybe the average 30 year old guy does know them uh, off name. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> try, try, these guys put nailed it. Tribe Called Quest. You know them? I do know. I do know Tribe Called Quest. OK. Yes. Uh, it's yeah. it's tribe called quest you know it's okay, kind of from yeah. that era uh, yeah. of all that um man what's the name of that help me out out there the the tennessee uh that song tennessee, tennessee is it, not, no 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 it's a song called tennessee from back in that that's not it's not diggable planets it's somebody else but it's kind of that era of music of um um what's it called oh the arrested development thank you you know arrested development that's that's a show, right? Oh my god! I told you oh this god. is gonna make me look worse and worse. Oh my god! Stop, yeah, you, stop dude. asking me questions. Arrested Development, Diggable <laughs> Planets, a uh, uh, um, called De La Soul. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. You have a really big, big hip hop void in your life. A rich, super rich hip hop void in your life that you need to fix, bro. Okay, I guess I have to. I, oh, I'm a, yeah. I like, yeah, like this, I don't know. this won't be like um, Fast Times at Richmond High that it didn't like it didn't hold up and all that shit. Yeah. This holds up forever. Okay, okay. this is okay. music that, like, that yeah. I feel like I have a decent '90s group rap, but maybe I'm missing a group. Like maybe I'm missing a lot of groups. I don't know. Us three, KMF. I love you, bro. Yes, <laughs> us three is so good. Oh man, yes, I yeah. love us three. That's a, that's also a, a fantastic. You don't know us three? <laughs> no, right? Oh my God, that you're missing an era of, <laughs> I told of rap. You this, is, this is gonna, this is gonna, this awesome, whole segment dude. is gonna be like Cam. What Cam doesn't know about music? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Us three. I, I mean, oh, I, I, I'm a big Nas guy. Nas is my my is the greatest rapper of all time to me. NWA, sure. like I know I know '90s rap, but clearly I'm missing I'm missing uh missing some groups, man. Oh man, us three was so freaking good, man. I miss those guys. What's that? Um, I'm trying to remember their that that first album of theirs uh hand hand on the touch that's it hand on the touch the cantaloupe yes cantaloupe oh us three cantaloupe you gotta live and i you had to have heard that song i maybe i have maybe i have and i just don't know them off name um i don't know yeah all right we in birdland this evening oh i forgot how how it goes but yeah i I clearly missed the whole like you could have said some of the things I know. You could have been talking about the roots. You could have been talking about like most roots of are awesome. The roots are awesome. Snoop, Nas, yeah. you know, um, there's a, there's a bunch of rappers here we could have went through. Clearly yeah, but that's that's a little after. That's a little okay. after. This is that era in from '80s into the '90s. Okay. That 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 genre was going on. We had we had the um, the new Jack stuff going on too at the same time with new Guy and all that kind of stuff was going on so that's kind of the era that we're in right there in that 80s 90s you know okay. and then we turn into nas and all those guys after See, maybe maybe that was just i just missed right, the generation yeah. before right. that like like a lot of minds is mid mid to late 90s into the rest of where we are now so right, maybe you're, I just kid, missed- you're 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 a child in the 90s yeah. you know so like that, that you're like right so the, the the late '80s to early '90s got past you a little bit because you were still too young. You know, mm-hmm. you were still probably playing with toys still at that age. Yeah. When you got yeah. to like ten or twelve or fourteen is when you start really kind of growing in in your music. So 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 for so for perspective here, the first rap album. Wait a minute, Sean is. No, uh, I wanted to throw in. something in. Dougie came in and said, "Tell Cam that Nas song got it." Is with De La Soul. Okay, I know that song. I know that okay. song. I okay. know pretty much every Nas song. So now I, I I can hear that. I didn't know any original De La Soul songs off off Rip, but now I'm thinking about that song and I can I can picture it. So that thank you, appreciate that. That helps. Now I, now I can recognize Alicia Style. Like I said, I just didn't know their name off Rip and a list of their songs. Um, but yeah, like I said, I may have missed I may have missed a a a void of a group for perspective like the first rap song the first rap album i listened to that was current was godson Nas godson my uncle put that on me i I don't know when that album came out but everything before that i had to go back and manually listen to because it wasn't of my generation so whatever year that album came out everything else i had to go back and listen to so um i probably didn't know know, arrested development diggable planets us three, De La Soul. You you gotta, yeah, yeah. You gotta, you you need to delve in. You need yeah. to delve in. You're gonna and you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it, right? When you get into that, you're gonna go, wow, this is awesome. This is amazing right. stuff. So, all right. Gotcha. Uh, what'd you think yesterday of the call? I personally had my my problem with it was we want to put officials in a position and then when you put them in that position what are you going to do it's i i compare it look 
the the cop is sitting on the side on the on the highway. Okay. Yep. It says sixty five. Yep. But you know, if you go 73, 74, they're they're not really stopping you. But right, hey, bro, right. You went yep. seventy four, and you know what? You change lanes a little bit. They're a little too uh, irresponsibly, and he pulls you over, and you're like, man, everybody's doing the same, but he pulled me over, and yep. to me. This guy not held once, he held twice, which is what I wish people would mention more often. He held not once, you know, not LeBron, not one, not two. He held twice on that one. And so then if you don't call it, then you say, well, hey, bro, there was a penalty there and he should have called it. And unfortunately, you put the guy in a position where he has to make a decision. And and the decision is you clearly committed the penalty. I had no problem with the call whatsoever. Your thoughts? I completely disagree. <laughs> I have what? a completely different take. Uh, to me, I will take your comparison and go one step further. To me, it's like driving 70 in a 65 and getting pulled over on Christmas. And so you got to have some, some realistic situation of the one, the place and time, and what everybody else is doing. They weren't calling that call all game. But there you put, but they, but they can call it. But they, they can't so they call. call. They were not called until that play. They had not called. The Chiefs were were more grabsy grabsy than that on that play, and they hadn't called it all the way up into two minutes left in the fourth quarter on a game changing play. And yes, there may have been a little bit of contact within the first five yards there, but there was not a grab in a in a pass that really was ten yards over his head that really affected the result of the play. And to me, that's one where the refs became the story more than the play on the field. And I tweet about it last night. My worry, and I think it's the case because the first question you asked me, is the first question on every talk show, that call became the story of what was an amazing game. And if they swallow the whistle, it's not. Everybody's not complaining, oh, that should have been this or should have been that. No, it's a let them play. It wasn't egregious enough. You know what's egregious and what's not. That was not an egregious That, that was egregious. Yeah. You did it, it, you did it twice. Back. It was so sticky so, so, so then you take so to counter that is, hey, let me commit the penalty. They're not going to call a play at this moment. So then so, you so know that you could get away with cheating because that's what it is. Tugging twice on the guy is cheating, so, slowing so, him down. And by the way, it ain't slowing you down ten yards, but it's slowing those guys down ten yards because those guys are professionals it, that, and they're that, a hell of a lot faster than you and so I, I ever. So will I will be. say, I will say there was a tug. And James Bradbury did a mention, mention after the game that he did tug. So it's not like we're arguing whether Tugs. or not he did grab him. I'm Tugs. talking about what what is enough to call a penalty. Because like, as we know, whether it's on the defensive side of the ball or whether it's on the offensive line, there is holding every single play. And okay. so you could literally sit there and, and nitpick and say, oh, well, he's holding on this play. No, you want to let him play. We want to see the game, not the referees. You call the play when it affects the play and the the direction of the game that that tug, so that you that don't call the play bad. when it could so you don't call the play when it could affect the game also no you do you do but that did not that in that that tug did not impact one second whether or not Juju caught that pass or not not at all that ball was 10 12 yards you, over his head you keep saying tug it was tugs it was two of them he did it twice, Cam. Go back and look at it. I, I trust he me, did. I saw it. He did okay. tug him, and Bradbury mentioned admitted it too. So, like, I give I give Bradbury credit because he's getting accountability. It's not like, hey, I didn't grab him at all. He knows right. he tugged him, but there are tugs 
And I wanted to use the word tug because it was. It was like a little grab. It wasn't a hold hand. It was a little grab of the jersey. It was, there wasn't even any extension. You couldn't even see. Like, it slowed it down. If you it's slowed slow. it down, you, you're right. If you slowed it down and zoomed in in the replay, like we're getting our microscopes in, you're like, you know what? It did look like he tugged him a bit. You know what? They are right. He did tug him a little bit. He tugged him twice. Maybe you're right. Maybe he tugged him twice a little bit. I can see that. I can see what the refs are looking through through their microscopes and see, but it did not affect the ball that was thrown 12 yards over his head. And so for us to be sitting here talking about that play, that is not okay. That is something that affected the Super Bowl more than letting them play. Now, the Chiefs could have still won. It was third down. They were going to kick a field goal regardless. But the difference right. is we got robbed out of Jalen Hurts and the Eagles potentially having a minute 30 to tie or win the game and because of some tug. So why are we sitting here after an amazing game? It was one of the better Super Bowls I have seen in my lifetime. Like back and forth, competitive mm-hmm. game. And the story of the game on Monday morning is, was it enough for holding? If it's close, you don't call it. It's just like, to me, it's like an overturn. It's like overturning a challenge. If it's close, if it's and close, and, you and, and maybe he doesn't it. get it called if he only tugs once. I, we'll just, we'll have to disagree on that. To me, I think it was one of the softest holding calls I've seen in some time, especially on that stage. And I completely disagree with it. Not saying I, I think that it affected giving us the finish that we needed and we deserve to see. Now I can't guarantee the Eagles would have won. They could have very easily lost. Oh, they weren't the scoring, they weren't scoring much in the in the second half anyways. They only they, scored eleven they scored, points. But they did score 35 points, so they scored five touchdowns. Yeah, I know, I know, but they scored, they scored it in the first the half. The, you got to give Kansas City this, the, the, the defense uh, credit in the second half. They didn't allow them to move the ball the same way in the second half. Correct. The Kansas City defense played a lot better because the, the Eagles scored 24 in the first half, and they only scored 11 in the second half. So that's a big difference. But they did, yeah. they did march down the field that last drive. And so I'm not saying they would have scored. I'm not saying the Eagles would have won. I'm, no. I'm, it's probably more likely than not that the Chiefs still won. But I'm saying that we didn't get the opportunity to see that ending because the refs were so obsessed with calling this tug that they hadn't been calling all game in this moment. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not telling you that he didn't grab him or grab him twice. He did. But by the letter of the law, there's subjectiveness in holding. Because they call it, they call it on every play. If you go back and you watch the replay, you could say, "Oh, well, the Chiefs' offensive lineman was holding here, or the Eagles' offensive lineman was holding here, the Chiefs' DB was holding here." And there's a lot of plays that it wasn't called. So my issue is, why was that, which was not as egregious as other plays on there, called when others had not? When this play, well, because because it, be, because, it, because it became so obvious, everybody saw that he held him twice in that play and then you put the referee in a position like well i'm screwed if i don't make this call but my ass is covered if i make the call because it was clearly holding so that's why you 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 kind of the the sad part is bradbury put the referee in a position where he had to make a decision and that's because he he made it he made it obvious. He couldn't even – it wasn't even a hold like where you were hip and hip and you're trying to hide the arm behind somebody and the angle and the referee. No, no. It was two obvious holds because they ran that route on them a couple of times in that game and burned them every single time that they ran that route where they cut inside and went back yeah, outside again. Absolutely. You're right. That was great That was great game planning by Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. They did have a lot of success on that play. 
and I'm right. I'm, you're probably right. Brent and they weren't, they weren't held on those other ones where they were well, held. They were wide because they were wide open. They get a chance to hold because they broke three. That's I right. And, and if Bradbury doesn't hold twice, he's right. wide open, and we don't know what happens with so, that catch. So, so I will say that I'm a former defensive back. I played defensive back growing up, and so I'm always going to be partial to this cause. But my whole issue is not whether or not it's the that he tugged him or not. I do think that he tugged him. And I might even argue that he tugged him twice. Who I, I got to go back and see. My point is, one, we, I didn't really see it until they slowed it down and they showed it on the replay. So that's something that it was so close and so minuscule that you had to slow it down and look it on the replay. And the second part of it is that they had not been calling that all game. They had been letting them play. It's sort of the, uh, the old playground, playground rules, right? You play oh, yeah. basketball. I, you. I, I play basketball at, at 24-hour fitness or L.A. fitness, right? And the thing is, hey, I tell them, hey, if you're going to call calls, if you're going to call your foul, then let's call it both ways, right? Then I'm going to call my foul. Or if you're going to call that in the first quarter, then call it. That's fine. Keep it call in the fourth quarter. But if you're not going to call that in the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter, and then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, you're going to say, well, now it's a foul. That's what I have an issue with, especially right. in a big stage like a Super Bowl inside the two-minute calls. That's something we have seen all game from both sides. Contact within five yards, even if there's tug, even if there's a little pushing, and not call. But in that moment, they decided to call it. They decided to make that play about them, the referees, and making a call. And now we're sitting here Monday talking for 10 minutes on this show, not about how Patrick Mahomes came back and rallied his team for the second Super Bowl and where that stacks him up among the legends and the greatest of all time. Not Jalen Hurts' great performance kind of shutting people up about what he could and couldn't do as a quarterback. We're talking about whether or not a tug was enough or two tugs was enough to give them an automatic first down and potentially change the outcome in this game. And that's what I have an issue with. All right, the really important stuff. Uh, how good was Rihanna last night? So, so this is interesting because I thought she was really good. So I thought I. she was really good. I'm a, I'm a big Rihanna fan. And I thought it was dope, you know. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of men from broke hearts broken seeing her pregnant once again. Because one baby, you know, you, you're still old, but two babies, eh, it's going out the window, right? Um, but there there was a lot of argument. We I had a Super Bowl party, and there's there's women there, there's men there, and there was a whole argument after she performed whether or not it was a great performance. Because obviously, because she was pregnant, she's not having a lot of movement, right? And so I understood that. You know, I haven't been pregnant. But yeah, I but, know but that here, I, here's the thing. Here's my problem I, with that. Here's my I'm, problem with that thinking. Go ahead. Here's yeah. my problem with that thinking. Yeah. When we go see Bruno Mars, Justin Timberlake, or Pink, we go for also the entertainment side. Not only are they great singers, but dancers or athleticism. Pink does some the, – the younger Pink. She yep. did some – I don't know if you ever went to any of her concerts. No. She did some athletic shit that was crazy, hanging up above the, the stage, upside down, all kind, like, like some stuff. Rihanna and Beyonce and some of the – they have some choreography, but we're not really going for J-Lo's dancing or whatever or whatever. We're going for their sing – well, not J-Lo, but for, for Rihanna and, and for Beyonce, we're going for their singing and – the whole stage performance itself. So if people are like, oh, well, she's pregnant. Dude, she looked classy. She did a really good job. It's really difficult what she was doing, hanging up yeah, there in absolutely. the air. By absolutely. the way, really, yeah. you can see that she's shaking while she's performing when they had the close-up. So to me, 
she's not that kind of performer that we go out there and we're going to go wowed by her dancing and her movements. That's not really what her her performance is all about. There are certain performers that do that kind of stuff, like I mentioned. So to me, that was like a reach by people. I just think those people, they 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 wanted the sexuality. They yeah, wanted absolutely. the skin. Uh, they That's wanted fair. the skin of J Lo and. Uh, and 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 um Shakira, you know, of a couple of years ago. Oh, a lot okay. of men. A lot of men. You're saying yeah, a lot of men, obviously. Exactly. And, and you yeah. know, Rihanna is super sexy when she's in Barbados. You know what I'm saying? When she's heading her parade in Barbados, and you see her scantily clad, she couldn't do it because she was pregnant. But I love the way they offset that, and the performance came from everybody else, and the choreography and everything else. I thought it was super cool, and I thought they used their imagination to actually Absolutely. pull off Absolutely. a great performance, actually. Absolutely. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought the choreography was really good. I thought the, the whoever designed the show flow of it and the camera angles was great. Was great, you know, and, and she, she was so comfortable in her setting. Talk about being pregnant. Look, I had a lot of wings last night, a lot of drinks. I could not – when I got to the gym this morning, it took me a while to do 13 minutes straight of anything, and I am not pregnant. I just had wings and drinks. You know, and so for her to be pregnant, doing what she did, I mean, obviously it wasn't a lot of movement, but she did do some movement. And she's moving between songs and keeping it flowing. And let's just keep it 100. Rihanna has never, never been this great dancer person anyway. So I'm not sure if they were expecting her to turn into these people. That's never been her thing. Like, she's not, she's not Alicia Keys at the piano, but she, she's, that's not her, her forte. Her forte is her singing, her flow, her, her, her swag, um, and everything she does outside Bruno, of her music. Bruno Mars, hey, Bruno Mars has a broken leg. You're going to walk yeah. away. Shit, dude, this sucks. I mean, I, he sounded great, but damn, he couldn't dance. And yeah. why? Because you know Bruno Mars can dance his ass off. Right. So right. he's going to wow you with all kinds of moves. That's why you go to a Bruno Mars concert, not just for his singing, but also the entertainment side. So that's the, to me, that was the big crap that a lot of people threw out there when she's not really much of a dancer. Like, oh my God, look, did you see the moves on Rihanna? No, dude, these are the moves you want to see on Rihanna. That's it. I'm, please. I'm listening to her. I'm listening to her voice. And because like, I, to me, Rihanna's an artist. And although like she's a lot richer and makes a lot more business than than, than a lot of folks, but she to me was more re relatable than a lot of these R and B artists because of how she carries herself, her swag, her flow, her music. That to me is a great appeal of Rihanna. Like let's be fair, like Beyonce is great and she has her beehive, and I do not want to get any beehive people upset at me. But Beyonce is like she's the queen. She's she's heads and shoulders above like like the the where she stands on the stage. It just kind of feels like. She's, she's different than everyone else. Whereas Rihanna, she's always felt like one of us, even though she's been all of that. And so to me, I come to see everything Rihanna is, not what she's not. And to me, yeah. what we saw with her being pregnant and her performance, I saw exactly what I thought I was going to see from Rihanna, even if she wasn't pregnant. Uh, I, maybe I, a little I, less movement, but to me, I was really impressed. I thought it was a great halftime show. The other thing is a lot of people – love the guest performance so everybody was like waiting desperately to, to see who she's gonna bring out is it gonna be jay-z is it gonna be eminem and so there's probably a little bit of disappointment that it was no one but rihanna's a big enough artist to carry the show on her own and i don't think she needed anyone to come out with her 
dude, her catalog, she doesn't need it. She was fine. She yep. did a great job yesterday. She yep. played a lot of her big hits too. Uh, it was she, she. I thought she did a fantastic job overall. I have I have zero issue with it. What I like is, I like variety, and yep. and so we saw several different rappers last year. Now we saw an entertainer. I've seen rockers in the past. You know, I, I've seen all kinds, and that's what I think. You just got to keep doing. Just keep being diverse and keep mm -hmm. adding different. Uh, types of acts and so yep. as long as it kind of goes with it hey the good thing is when i saw it at the beginning i go hey at least they don't have to worry about a wardrobe malfunction in this one because <laughs> everybody's covered up you know what i'm saying and that's yeah. all yeah. by the way i also love that that they made ev all the dancers were the same because of the garb that they wore it didn't matter if you were male or female straight or bi or gay or black or white or brown or yellow yeah. or green or whatever or tall or short or or maybe a little thicker or a little skinnier and that was that was kind of cool that i loved how they the 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 the, the whole image was to kind of bring everybody together and look equally and the act around her looked completely equal all around i thought that was actually pretty cool you know? absolutely i'm with you i yeah. am completely with you there all right, so what are you doing this week, Slacker? Uh, I am heading to hang with the family this week. So I'm, we're, we're flying to Philly um, tonight. I got some family and friends there. So we're going to spend a day there and then going to Washington, D.C., uh, showing baby girls some of, some of the capital and then stopping up in New York and spending a day up there before coming back here. So going to spend a uh, week up north. Um, I prefer the sun, but my wife wants a little bit of winter. Um, which I don't get, but more power to her. So we're going to give her a week of winter, and then the skiing? next week we're – You skiing? Uh, Are you no, skiing? No, 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 because no, we have the baby girl with us, and she's, oh, not, okay. she's two years old, so she's not going to be you know, at that level yet. But we're going to do a week up north in the northeast, spend a weekend back here, um, and then my parents are coming in town so my wife and I can go to Puerto Rico for a week, which is what I'm excited for the uh the actual warmth so we'll spend a week out there so a couple weeks of just hanging with the fam doing a little vacation and then back into combine season so uh trying to Puerto, squeeze in a Puerto little Rico little... is fine yeah, yeah boy that is a fun yeah. place bro so you'll, you'll enjoy yourself there by the way did yeah. you have any issue up in adams is the show on your on your network right no no that's separate now that's separate now. So where, where is that up? In, where's up in Adam or whatever is that thing? Where's that? Um, I'm not sure. Maybe I'm not sure if it's an Amazon Prime show or something like that. It's something that's right. completely streaming. Because Kay used to be on Good Morning Football, but now right. she's doing her own thing. So right, she's right. not with us anymore directly. I, 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 by the way, I, I, would you, would you think of Tua canceling the rest of his interviews? I thought most of them were actually incredibly lame. Uh, I probably would say that Up in Adams probably did the best one of them all. But um, yeah, she's very, she's very, I, I, it, looked, it looked like a waste of time for him, to be quite honest. But you, yeah, your thoughts. Kay, Kay, yeah, Kay's very good at um at getting people to open up and not making it feel like it's a, a forced interview. Right. Like the reality of Radio Row is everybody's getting there trying to sell something. Right. And so, as you see, Tua's got these big subway signs and every part of the question has something to do with subway. And so he's obviously getting a lot of money from subway. Subway's making herself very known. And then he's doing this, answering football questions as he has to, right? And so it's not something where you're going to have the most authentic or open conversation with Tua about football, about concussions, about life. 
it's really just going to be something that's a sponsor deal. And so I've never been a huge fan of the Radio Row interviews. I understand why, because you're getting stars to kind of open up and you're getting stars to talk stars who haven't talked in a while right but that's why i prefer like i've done pro bowl the last two years i enjoy doing pro bowl because guys are in a relaxed setting i'm not i'm not having to to talk sponsorships of subway or 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 a shaving company or anything i'm just getting some of the stars to open up to me period and so i always get more out of pro bowl than i think people do in radio row as far as Tua's interview i think you know him mentioning that he's going to do judo um, it's something that we kind of already knew that he was going to work on trying to fall. Now we heard that, hey, he's going to do it on a Friday and what's the actual martial arts he's going to do. Um, ideally, that's something that helps him stay healthy. I think that's something that's going to be important for the offseason. Uh, him saying that the Dolphins kept him out of concussion protocol, essentially to to um, make sure he's fully healthy and that he liked that. That's something that I think is, is, is notable. But like at the end of the day, does it really matter in the grand scheme of things? No. Um, so, yeah, I don't know that there was a lot that came out of that that was newsy, but I think for most people, just hearing Tua talk um, is something that, that moved the needle for them. So I didn't get a lot out of it, but maybe fans did, uh, which is, you know, good for them. Follow him on Twitter at Cameron Wolf and try to catch him in uh, Puerto Rico when he's out there in a couple of weeks. Cam, as always, appreciate <laughs> you, my brother. We'll catch you up later. Do not catch me out in Puerto Rico. I will be, I will be in a, probably in a state where I am not not wanting to talk with people because I am relaxing. I am <laughs> I am uh, uh, decompressing from the season with my wife. So if you see me, we'll wave and keep it moving. <laughs> right now, when you hang up with us, De La Soul, me, myself, I and I, put it on yep. right now, and you're going to go, oh, dude, I've heard this 8 billion times. Watch. I'll do okay. it right now. All right. All right. Here we go. The Wolf Pack has been unleashed. This podcast replay is brought to you by KSDT CPA, one of South Florida's largest and one of the country's fastest growing accounting firms. KSDT CPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit them at KSDTCPA.com or call 305-670-3370. Oh, what's up, man? What's happening, baby? How you feeling? You feeling good? I'm I'm good, man. I'm good, except that I'm in a... Times Square in a Disney store right now, so uh, my daughter is probably going to cost me a lot of money by the time I get off the show. Yeah, uh, yeah. Other than that, it's, it's good. But that's all. <laughs> but but it's all good. It's for her, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. What are you going to do? Exactly. Say no? No, you're not going to do right. that. So. Nah, you know that's nah, the way. That's the way. Nah, it go- these are the sacrifices. This is why we work. You know, yes, we we work absolutely. to provide, absolutely. baby. You know, yep. it's all it's yep. all good. That's exactly right. By, exactly right. by the way, why do I think the Sean Payton thing is going to be a disaster in Denver? Once I heard that uh, Rex Ryan is in the mix, and I just, uh, I got to tell you, bro, I, 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 I don't sense this having a happy ending for, for Bronco fans. Yeah, it seems like it goes one or two ways, right? It goes like it's a disaster, and by midway through the year, everybody wants to get rid of Sean and Russ, and the whole conversation is how that they do this. Or for some reason, some odd reason, the the mixed match mixed match pieces. It does feel like it's a mix uh, mix and match, you know. With Sean Payton, doesn't really seem like the same personality as Russ. Rex doesn't seem like the same personality as either of them. And you're gonna try to make it all work. Sometimes weird things work, and so I'm not sure which way it'll go, but uh, it's gonna get plenty of headlines. I'm sure Denver's gonna be a spot that's gonna be talked about a lot on the talk shows, uh, good or bad, all season. 
Yeah, no, I I, I kind of get that feeling, man, overall. Uh, Fangio, brother, I don't know about you, but up until about, you know, two days ago, I, I still had, like, Dolphin fans freaking <laughs> out. Like, he hasn't signed, he hasn't signed. It's like, yo, bro, chill out. It's already done. The right, old man's right. coming. Relax already. Oh, yeah. Trust me. I got mentions as well. It's Vangio done. It's Vangio done. Um, and so when they saw that a couple days ago, it kind of put the 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 relief on all Dolphins fans that, yes, it's official. And Dolphins fans, even after the Eagles lost their D.C., asking me, oh, well, is he going to renege again and go to Philly? And so now it's done. Vangio's a Dolphin. And uh, everybody can move on with their world. Um, so, and by the yeah, way, he he, he never reneged in the first place, right? No, he just told them to be patient. Just be patient. We're, we're bad at patience. I, I I'm going to talk about my daughter because I'm taking her on the trip this week. But I had a conversation with my daughter this morning about patience because we were waiting um, in line for to go on the elevator, and she's like frantically hitting the elevator and waiting for it to come and it's it, we're in new york it takes a long time for the elevator. and i'm like patience babe patience it's a virtue learn it please yeah and sometimes i feel like i have to have the same conversation with dolphins you know i know you've been hurt before and so it's tough you, you're always waiting to get hurt again but sometimes patience is all you need and uh in this case that's all that's all it was a little patience you know anything about uh, the assistant coaches that he may be uh, wanting to uh, add to his staff? I know we, we got the, the Donatel uh, young man being interviewed. Anything else? Yeah, Donatel would make sense as a secondary coach there. They're going to keep uh, Sam Madison, but I think right now he's probably looking like he'll be the cornerbacks coach. Last year he was more of the secondary coach, and Gregory was the safeties coach. So maybe he goes to just a position. Uh, and overall, you have a new guy running the secondary room. And then he's going to need a new outside linebackers coach after they got rid of uh, uh, Ty McKenzie. And so you can kind of look down at his roots. The problem this time of year is that everybody's looking for assistance. So he's competing with four or five different teams right now. And you're trying to figure out how can you get guys out of their contract because you're talking about position jobs, position coach jobs right now. And so you, it's hard to get a linebacker coach to come be a linebacker coach elsewhere because he's in the contract and you're not going to let him out. And so you're a little bit limited in options. So, you, you know, even an assistant linebacker coach, you got to let him out of his contract to be a linebacker coach. You can't, you know, teams can be strict and say, hey, no, we'll decline it. So I don't really have any names yet as far as that position. Um, I'm also intrigued to see, does he keep the rest of the staff? Does he want to make any more changes? Um, and then kind of from there we go to personnel. I know you know, a lot of Dolphins fans weren't happy, but from what I understand, the special teams coach Danny Crossman will be back, and uh, and so are you shocked? Pretty much. Are you shocked with Crossman? Because I'm not shocked because he's a he's a survivor. He survived what three different coaching regimes, and so I don't know the the full reason, but whatever it is, uh, he's a survivor. So maybe it's his relationship with Chris Greer, or maybe he does something behind the scenes that we don't see. Um, but obviously, special teams numbers haven't been great, and uh, he's doing something to survive. So I'm surprised. I'm surprised based on his his performance as a coach, but uh, not necessarily because I've seen him survive throughout the last three or four years. What was the Destiny's Child that has this song? Survivor is that the one? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 That is that is correct. Okay. That is correct. That is a music that I do know. Our whole half of our last segment. But by, by the uh, way, but but you rap. did. 
did you end up okay? You 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 do know De La Soul now, right? You kind of felt yes. silly, right? Yes, I, I I've heard some of his songs. Now I will say I them am not a them Soul them. Expert. By the way, them, not him. Them. Yes, yes, them. I'm not a De La Soul expert by any means. Like, but you knew I, it. I, I but you knew but it. I've heard it. Yeah, I've heard it before. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I've now, heard it several times. Uh, I think it was on like a. I think I heard one of the songs on a video game I used to play uh, back mm-hmm. in the day too. I'm not sure. But I remember hearing the melody, and I'm like, "Yeah, I've played, I've heard this song countless times." God, me myself, me myself, and I is like, it's like an all timer, bro. It's like a a banger, like they say. That's why I I, I texted you right when I heard that song, and then one other I heard that I texted you about, and I was like, "Yeah, I've heard these songs before." Did you Did you get to listen to Us Three or Diggable Planet or Arrested Development? I didn't. I didn't go to uh, Arrested Development, but I heard Us Three, and I heard Diggable Planet. So I, I kind of did my. Uh, and I Us did Three, that you you had never heard Cantaloupe. No, no, I had not. Wow. that was my first time hearing that. But sure. but it was good. But it was good, yeah, right? It was. It was it good. Was. It was yeah. good, man. It was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, it that's was good, for sure. That so. era is so good, man. There's so many good. It is rap bands at uh, rap acts at that time. It, there were so many, and I'm reminded of it because you know I was. You know, I, I grew up listening, or I actually not growing up. I went back and listened to a lot of Public Enemy and NWA and a lot of the hardcore rap. And so going back and listening to De La Soul, kind of reminder of just how, how the variety of, of rap back then. Because obviously De La Soul has a little bit more of a positive yeah. vibe. You, yeah. know? It, you know, they are, they're, they're, I don't know if I would say like hippie, but they had kind of like a, you know, uh, it, it, yeah, it's like a it's vibe, like a psychedelic you know? rap, right? It's like yes, right? exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then you you transpose that with like NWA talking about up the police and right. you know public talk about life, it's, it's, talk about life. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> what it's like in the hood, and and so it's a drastic difference. I'm not saying you know maybe these guys came up in rough areas, but it was a different vibe um, of rap when rap was singularly one thing. And so it was a good reminder of me of the diversity of rap even. Even in the beginning. Did you get to listen to De La Soul, the Buddy Buddy song? Did you hear that one? I, I want, no, I didn't. I, I want you to hear Buddy. Uh, it's okay. it, it's a great song, dude. And listen to the lyrics really well. And it, yes. it's just it, it's just so good the way it flows and the way it talks about human beings, like your buddy, different kinds of buddies. And you'll you'll see what I'm talking about when you hear okay. the song. It's really, okay, really, 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 really good. Uh, you know, overall. All right, so uh, free agency. I think the the one position that they're going to try to fill badly is that middle linebacker spot. What do you think happens there? Because Fangio's going to need a badass middle linebacker. They really don't have one, man. I like their werewolves on the outside. Okay, I like yeah. Phillips and I like I like a Chubb in the club. But yep. uh, but I, I need that werewolf in the middle. Yeah, I mean, you, you really just start looking at what the past history is of Vic Vangio. And, and a lot of times we have a new coach. They need somebody to implement their defense. And a lot of times that starts in the middle, which is that safety position, that linebacker position, or the defensive tackle position. And usually it's linebacker or safety because those guys can communicate the whole defense. And so I would look at some of his former players. I haven't got a deep dive into free agency yet. That'll be something I do in the next week or two um, after I get back. But you start to look at some of his former players who are um, 
free agents. I think AJ Klein is one who I think is coming up, um, who's a linebacker that makes a lot of sense for me. Um, I do think they'll add multiple linebackers because that's a room that, that needs depth, you know. And so don't be surprised if they still bring back a guy like Landon Roberts, who I know he's had some mixed reviews for fans, but maybe he has competition and maybe he has maybe a, a specific role rather than being their 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 main their main guy there. And then he can be then, he can know, be he can be his role of two down linebacker right. in running situations, bro. Although I, I do think in Spurs this year he showed that he can he can do he can do things. You just don't want him to play some of your best tight ends. Like you, you can get exposed in that. So you I, I don't want him. To, I don't want him covering right. at all, bro. I'm sorry. Right. So so can't. what what I think what I think is interesting is I'm curious what Vic Fangio's view of Jerome Baker is going to be because <laughs> he don't he, fit. He don't con- fit. He don't fit. So 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 Vic, <laughs> so Jerome Baker's contract is guaranteed for this year. So he'll be here in 2023 in some capacity, but don't assume that he automatically has a three down, every no. down role. And so, you know, he's got to earn his way onto the roster. Shannon Tyndale is a the guy they drafted, but they drafted him in mind of a Patriot style scheme. How does he fit? And so, you, you know, Vic Vangio, he did an interview with the Dolphins team site that I was listening to um, this morning. And he was like, hey, I'm gonna give everybody a fresh slate. Right? I saw that. But in the same token, you pay Vic Vangio four, four and a half million dollars. He's going to have a lot of control over who plays, who doesn't, who's on his roster, who's not. And so if he doesn't like some of these guys who are already paid and, and core members of his team or supposed to be, then they're just going to move from it. So I think they come into this linebacker position and they might be. By, by, by the way, they've done that they with might, they've done that with Gesicki the last two the last two coaches. The yeah, last two coaches, he, he didn't fit what they wanted to do and right. they refused yep, to play him. Exactly. They played. They paid Mike Gesicki with over eleven million dollars last year, yeah. and you know, I think he probably had the same, close to the same amount of catches as Jerome's wife did. It felt like, or at least the playing time. And so, yeah, clearly, when you bring in a new coach like they did with Mike McDaniel last year, like you're going with Big Banjo, you give them the freedom to say it doesn't matter what guys are paid, it doesn't matter where guys are drafted, you can do what you can with your scheme. And so, assuming that a guy like uh, Jerome Baker or a Raekwon Davis, or a um, Channing Tindale, guys who were either drafted higher or got paid are automatically going to be core pieces of defense, I think is a mistake. So I think, you know, Javon Holland's going to be a core piece of defense. He's going to be their girls, right? Xavier Howard, at least for the next year, is going to be a core piece of this defense. Christian yeah. Wilkins is going to be a core piece of defense. Zach Sealer as well, Jalen Phillips as well. I think beyond that, you know, there's no guarantee for anyone else. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there. I, I I agree on that, and I I think when when you look at Baker, I would not be surprised if something you notice this this off season is Baker builds up his body, and he yep. may have to uh, you know pick up a couple of extra pounds of muscles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because they may want him to do something a little bit different than he normally does. And he may have yep. to fight through some traffic more often. He may have to be a better run stopper or try to be, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't think he will have the luxury of being the outside blitz cover guy like he's kind of been, you know, throughout. And, and I thought they actually, I thought Flo actually maximized him two years ago. You know, I thought yeah. I thought Flo. He did, and that's what got him paid. Yeah, I thought Flo really knew how to use him the right way, uh, but obviously the scheme changed, and then now it's really changed even more. 
And so I, I'm wondering if they're going to have, remember what they did to uh, the safety three years ago? And uh, uh, the, the, well, the, he was a corner and then they moved him to safety, uh, Bobby uh, McCain. Bobby McCain, yep. And, and then he, yep. and still, because of that, he ended up injured with a shoulder by the end of the year because he was just yep. worn out doing things that he was really wasn't built to do. So I'm wondering yes. if there's going to be a little bit of that with Jerome Baker this year. Yes. I'll, let me give you two points of this, and then I got to run. Okay, go ahead. Been a little rough this year. But uh, I, two things. I think it's a very interesting point because if you if you think about it, at the end of the season, they have like what they call end-of-the-year reviews with players. Right. It's usually the day after the season. And they tell them, this is what you sucked at. This is what you're good at. This is what you see, what we see for you next year. And a lot of times, this is where – Offensive linemen get the conversation of, hey, man, we're going to move you to guard. So put on 20 pounds, do what you need to do, we're moving you to guard. Or we're moving you to tackle, and we need you to lose weight. Um, safeties as well. I think um, the interesting element, that's one thing. And so they could have had that conversation with Baker. A lot of times we don't know that until the summer. Um, the second part of that is I wonder how much of those conversations have been had with the defensive guys with the uncertainty of the staff. Big Vangio hasn't been officially hired until last week. So guys have been on vacation. Guys have been gone. Technically, I don't know how much rules are always followed, but technically there's no contact with players until the, the April again. And so how much does the late hire of Vangio and then his assistants that he brings in impact the vision they have for players? And like Vangio said, he likes to give them a fresh slate and see them in person. And so maybe he can't make a decision on where he sees a guy. And so he sees them in camp in the offseason program. And so, all of that makes it intriguing because obviously this is a team that's built to win now. And so you don't want to have a transition year, but it makes me think that that for some guys or for some parts of Vangio's scheme, there may be a little bit of a transition where maybe he has guys here for a year and then he gets more of his guy in that position. You know, we mentioned Jerome Baker, Raekwon Davis, you know, guys like that. If they don't end up performing, maybe they're a one-year stop here and then he gets in his guy for that spot in 2024 you know those are things that i think are part of the off season that we can keep an eye on there you go follow him on twitter at cameron wolf catch his work there at the nfl network and catch him twice a week here doing his thing with the ksdt cpa miami dolphins and nfl report get back to the family enjoy uh you're in disney right you're in disney world right uh, no i'm so i'm in new york in times square but oh times square store. Oh, okay, yeah. in the Disney store. Yeah. Okay, I need yeah. a couple of extra tracks for my monorail. So if they have them there, <laughs> get me a couple of boxes for those, okay? I needed to extend it you. around the tree a little bit more, okay? I got you. All right. I got you. you be good, brother. Be All safe right. out there. Enjoy I the family. We'll do. You got it. Cameron Wolf, baby. Ah, yes. The Wolf Pack has been unleashed.